0: Welcome back, everyone, to 801 Horror Occult. All you plaid-clad cult members—it's right, plaid makes the world go round. Um, today, we have a special guest who has been a guest many times: the Phantom of the Track, A.K.A. my brother. This is where you enter.
1: Does the phantom really ever enter?
0: (laughs) This is where you talk. (laughs)
1: That ruins the whole gimmick.
0: I'm so well, you can edit it out.
1: (laughs) I have a phantom after it all.
0: (laughs) He's just gonna sit here and judge me silently.
1: (laughs) I noticed neither of you caught that the last time I was on.
0: (laughs) No, nope.
1: (laughs) I was like gonna wait until someone said something like you did, but no.
0: Yeah, I don't even remember it that was so long ago. We've Mm -hmm. done so many now, like (laughs) I only remember bits and pieces of things.
1: It was weird, literally.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, world today. What are we talking about, Phantom of the Tracks?
1: A very Utah centric topic.
0: (laughs) It is very Utah indeed. Almost you can't get more Utah than this.
1: It'd be Almost. pretty hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally based around being Utah.
0: <laughs> it's true. So today, world, we are going to talk about the white salamander letter and the forgeries and bombings of Mark Hoffman.
1: Dun, dun, dun.
0: <laughs> I was just going to do that. <laughs> but something told me to wait, and I'm glad I listened.
1: <laughs> you didn't want to be cut out of the episode. <laughs>
0: That's right. (laughs) So, Phantom.
1: It is a very strange letter that was forged. Spoiler alert.
0: Spoiler alert and triggers. Oh, yeah.
1: Give them the trigger warning. (laughs) This is a little different than your other trigger warning.
0: Yeah, this is a funny trigger warning today, ladies and gents. Today, this trigger warning is for stupidity. Terrible grammar and ghosts and magical salamanders and Mm -hmm. really bad acting.
1: (laughs) Yep, a lot of famous news reporters make their cameo.
0: (laughs) Yep, that we didn't even see that young because we were not alive or we were very young when it happened. (laughs) All right. So the white salamander letter is a forgery by Mark Hoffman, which we'll get into more. But that is the cause. Of a downward spiral into murder conspiracies and, and cute salamanders.
1: White ones. White ones. Point.
0: Were they albino or just white? Because there's a difference.
1: Oh, yeah, there is. I imagine just white i don't recall any specifics. i feel it
0: should be the albino salamander letter
1: we could call it the albino salamanders no one calls them the white salamander letter
0: i know they're just the salamander let's call them the plaid salamander letter
1: hashtag the plaid salamander letter
0: <laughs> yes that's the two that'll be our Adelaide. cause we're
1: gonna bring attention to
0: it. <laughs> yes <laughs> screw you white salamander it's all about you, plaids. Doesn't matter what colors of plaid, just plaid.
1: Plaid <laughs> we'll <add> salamander letters.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, if I wrote it, it would have been way different, but then they would have been like, this definitely is not made by Joseph Smith. <laughs> yeah, I don't
1: think he is very Irish.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you don't know.
1: <laughs> no, I don't.
0: <laughs> Nobody does, <laughs> except for the plaid salamander.
1: That's true.
0: <laughs> he knows all.
1: The all-steen-class element. <laughs> <Solomon. laughs> all steen class
0: alright we got a treat for you, kiddos. Before we get into this all, we will read this letter, this letter of awful grammar and ridiculousness. It's special. It's special, and I only read a tiny scotch of it, <laughs> and I stopped because I want my pure um, 100% reaction to be as we read this together. You listen, mm-hmm. I should say I will read it to you.
1: <laughs> We're honest about our lack of research on this ep- on these projects.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> the
1: bare minimum.
0: <laughs> we we are very upfront every episode. We do the bare minimum of research because we mostly just go on tangents. All right. So kids, gather up, gather around, get your blankets. You might need a shot to get through this because it's really horribly written from what I have read.
1: Your family home evening event for the night?
0: It's, we are recording on a Sunday. <laughs> That's
1: true. Monday, get ready.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Alright, this was transcribed to the LA Times from the actual white salamander letter. Are you ready for this? We're ready. I can't promise I won't just randomly slip into different accents. Cause when as long I as you read, do not I'll,
1: correct the grammar, that's fine with me.
0: I won't. I will make fun of it as we go, probably. <laughs> Here we go. <clears throat> Dear sir, your letter of yesterday is received, and I hasn't to answer as fully as I can, Joseph Smith Jr., First, come to my notice in the year 1824. In the summer of that year, I contracted with his father to build a fence on my property. In this course, (laughs) spelt so horrible (laughs) to of that work, I approach Joseph and ask, How is, how it is... Oh, my God, I can't even read this. Okay. (laughs) I approached Joseph and asked how it is in a half day you put up what requires your father and two brothers a full day working together. He says, I have not been without assistance, but cannot say more. Only you better find out the next day. (laughs) There's not even any periods. I don't know what to say.
1: Um, and the par- there's no paragraphs either.
0: No, it's just a big clusterfuck. <laughs> Let's see. You better find the next day. I take the older Smith by the arm and say, "Oh," and he says, "Joseph, Joseph," <laughs> and he says, "This is messing with my eyes." <laughs> It's, Joseph, it's <laughs> He says Joseph can see anything he wishes by looking at a stone. Is that the seer stone side note? I
1: think so.
0: <laughs> Joseph often sees spirits and not the spirits alcohol wise. <laughs> nice. Here with great kettles of coin money. It was spirits who brought up rock. Because Joseph made no attempt on their money. I latter dream I converse with spirits which let me count their money. You're a greedy bastard. When, I said that part. I know. <laughs> when I wake, I have in my hand a dollar coin, which I take for a sign. Joseph describes what I seen, in every particular s- says.
1: That's really what it said. I'm reading along.
0: Oh my god, this hurts my brain. My poor feeble brain. <laughs> so let's see. What I've seen in every particular says he the spirits are grieved, so I thought back the dollar. How do you, oh throw back the dollar. My bad. <laughs> in the fall of the year eighteen twenty seven. I hear Joseph found a gold Bible. I take Joseph aside and he says it is true. I found it 40 years ago with my stone bro. (laughs) I added the bro because it's funny. For those who don't know. Okay. Let's see. Gold Bible. Uh, take it with my stone, but only just got it because of the enrichment. The old spirit come to me three times in the same dream and says, dig up the gold. But when I take it up the next morning, the spirit transfigured himself from a white salamander in the bottom of the hole and struck me three times and held the treasure and would not let me have it. <laughs> because I lay it down to cover the hole. <laughs> when the spirit says, do not lay it down, Joseph. Says. "When, <laughs> so, so, When I... Can when oh oh my god I can't read this (laughs) says when I have it the spirit says one year from today oh my god the space did (laughs)
1: there is none
0: (laughs) we gotta like take a picture of this so everyone can see it on the social medias because there's no no it this is just they would have failed miserably in English (laughs) indeed okay let's see where was i at because there's no period uh i, I know said paragraphs are your friend
1: that's all i'm it gonna say
0: says one year from today if you obey me look to the stone after a few days he looks the spirit says <laughs> bring your brother alvin joseph says he is yeah. dead right Mm -hmm. (laughs) says he is dead shall I bring what remains but the spirit is gone Joseph goes to get the gold Bible but the spirit says you did not bring your brother you cannot have it look to the stone Joseph looks but cannot see who to bring the spirit says I tricked you again (laughs) i have to follow this with my cursor because i keep getting (laughs) lost
1: i have to keep highlighting the next line just to help make sure you're on the right spot
0: right looks look to the stone joseph and see and sees his wife on the 22nd day of september 1827 They get the gold Bible. Nice. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun.
1: Worth all the hard work.
0: (laughs) My my brain hurts. There's (laughs) more, people. there's There's more. A lot more. I give Joseph $50 to move him down to PA, Pennsylvania, for those who don't know. Joseph says, when you visit me, I will give you a sign he gives me some hieroglyphs i take them to utica um, i got to
1: correct you he wrote hieroplics <laughs> Where? Um, oh, hier- hieroglyphs it's hieroglypics
0: <laughs> oh yeah it does say that hi- there's the no e and hi- it's
1: pics <laughs> pic what the hell is that no, you meant to say hieroglyphics, but oh, can't Oh, my
0: brain just corrected it accidentally. Yeah, my exactly. Bad.
1: That's why I had to point out it.
0: Hieroglyphics. Mm-hmm.
1: There you go.
0: <laughs> this hurts my head. <laughs> I take them to Utica, Albany, and New York. In the last place, Doctor Mitchell gives me a introduction to Professor Anton. Says he they are shorthand. <laughs> it spelled so horrible
1: literally spelled egypt tun I
0: mean. <laughs> <Egypt-ton. laughs> the same what was used in ancient times bring me the old book and i will translate no because you can't even write now how would translating that help any a dumb dumb
1: he's literally (laughs) translating like word for word
0: (laughs) and i will translate says i it it is made of precious gold
1: yeah
0: (laughs) my precious (laughs) and is sealed from the view says i or says he i cannot read a sealed book
1: (laughs) That's like you cannot read this document.
0: <laughs> I know. It's like in document inception. Joseph found I lost my spot. Okay. Joseph found some giant silver spectacles <laughs> with the plates. He put them in a old hat and in the darkness reads the words and in this way, it all it is all translated and written down. <laughs> About the middle of June eighteen twenty nine. Joseph takes me together with Oliver Cowder Cowdry.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm terrible at names as everyone knows. So Oliver Cowdery and David Whitmer. Whitmer, yeah. Whitmer. <laughs> what a weird last name.
1: That's <laughs> not that weird. Cowdery's David a little weird.
0: Whitmer, to Whitmer. have, Oh, good. We're almost done. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> David Whitmer. Also to some have, of the better sentences. It's very true. It's starting to make a little more <laughs> sense. To have a view of the plates, our names are appended to the Book of Mormon which I had printed with my own money. Rub it in. (laughs) Space. That's
1: why he was found.
0: Yeah. Space and time both prevent me from writing more at present. Thank God.
1: (laughs) Or even at the beginning, let alone at the (laughs) present. Really any (laughs) of this. I'm
0: pretty sure he was drunk when he wrote this.
1: I think someone else wrote this (laughs) in. This is an actual sentence.
0: It's true. Let's see. I'll read the last part again. I had printed with my own money. Space and time both prevent... I just spit everywhere. Nice. Space and time both prevent me from writing more at present. If there is anything further you wish to inquire, I shall attend to it.
1: The only more thing I have to correct you on is it's pre stamp. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, because they didn't put it right. I'm sorry, pre-sent. This is really hard to read this wrong. I mean accurate because it's put wrong. wrong. <laughs> Seriously, we're going to post this so you guys can read it. It's awful. Your brain will melt trying we to read post, it. We should post,
1: like, the New York Times, like, the picture of the actual newspaper. Yes.
0: Yours respectfully, Martin Harris
1: at least he got his name right
0: oh man that hurt my soul (laughs) (laughs) you can't read this at all there's no nothing you don't know where one sentence and the other begins something that
1: should be five paragraphs is not
0: (laughs) oh my god yeah there's whoa and the spelling yeah dreadful So there you go, people. There's the white salamander letter straight from my lips and the LA times. <laughs> if, if you want, you should read this aloud to your friends. Even you better. all will have very fun. Get you a
1: copy in front of you and then read along with us. Rewind yes. the episode.
0: <laughs> yes. And see how many times you mess up with us. If we mess or up at the same how time, how much let us we stop. messed
1: up trying to read.
0: Oh my this. God, I, a lot. I'm terrible <laughs> about reading aloud, but I figured it would be a funny treat for everyone.
1: You wouldn't know if you actually look at the document. <laughs> you were not off.
0: Nope. nope, I read it pretty accurately, <laughs> sadly. Oh, all right. Well, there, there you go. Now now let's get into the whole <laughs> the everything else that is the Mark Hoffman forgeries and bombings and Indeed. murders.
1: <laughs> That's a interesting way to start an episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> With a really horrible reading of a letter. <laughs>
1: that's beautiful
0: oh, i don't even know if i can read my stuff now i'm broken i know,
1: I know i've got proper paragraphs i've got
0: me too punctuation you know, the use
1: of like commas yep quotation yep. marks
0: i gotta take my glasses off to reset my brain
1: <laughs> control what is it control delete. control
0: delete control <laughs> <laughs> yeah i gotta read it's gonna take a minute because my brain is huge again why did why why did he write it like that did they talk like that back? i don't back? know
1: because you know in the um the mormons are freemason episode um when i provided like you guys with uh one of the letters Joseph Smith wrote, there was punctuations, there was commas, there was
0: (laughs) (laughs) Did he just want everyone to think that they were I don't know he was really stupid when he wrote that white salamander letter. I think he
1: wanted it to seem like a young kid did it, but those letters that you had showed (laughs) that he at least had some education.
0: Or did he (laughs) want everyone to think that the salamander wrote it and Mm. that's why there is no proper English whatsoever.
1: I might mean, look at the lifespan of a salamander. <laughs> this might give us some insight into I how think long. It would depend on
0: the the species of salamander.
1: Oh, wow!
0: It's a long the, time. The
1: average sal- salamander lives twenty to fifty years, so they are humans. Ugh. You
0: see the giant ones in China? Yeah, those are cool. They're so cute. I want one. And then Edie can play with it because they're the same size. <laughs> <laughs>
1: She would destroy that thing.
0: She wouldn't go in the water. Edie hates you don't water. don't know.
1: Never underestimate. I try give to give her bath all it. the
0: time, and she screams like I'm bathing yeah, but her. that's not chasing like,
1: something crazy like the salamander.
0: The tr- salamander. She's go the- bring you back. I don't gold. know though. It is so big. She might just think it's a dog or a cat.
1: How big do they get?
0: They're, they're like Edie' size or larger.
1: The giant salamander. The ones
0: in China. Yeah. they're huge yeah they're big that one i think edie would think is a friend no
1: those get as long as touchy
0: yeah they get long
1: three almost four feet long 50 to 60 pounds
0: they're huge (laughs) tell us phantom about mark hoffman
1: well he was born
0: he was born oh my god (laughs) yeah
1: that's right he was born (laughs) end of the story let's get to the important stuff (laughs)
0: quickly line yeah, next no. case yeah. please yeah
1: you're getting good at solving these things
0: <laughs> i know i have solved so many like sometimes it's multiples in one episode
1: <laughs> it's true
0: and that's not even what was edited out yeah
1: and you take a lot of angles too
0: i really do
1: no one thought about those yeah <laughs> no, <but laughs> mark hoffman was born december 7th 1954 in salt lake city utah also,
0: He's an SLC, bitch.
1: that's true. <laughs> he sure seemed like a
0: bitch. oh my god, yes,
1: yeah. But on a side note, December 7th is National Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day, which will lead to a funny antidote later on in the episode. Uh
0: huh. So, remember that, people. What yeah. was the date again? So they'll remember
1: December 7th, 19. Oh, December 7th is the national.
0: So, remember, Pearl December 7th. <laughs> This will come come back around.
1: I'll give you a shocking revelation.
0: So shocking from the plaid salamanders.
1: Yeah, get those salamanders <laughs> ready.
0: Just the yeah. plaid ones. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he was born to his father William Hoffman and mother Lucille.
0: Did you say Lucille or Lucille?
1: <laughs> Lucille, isn't that?
0: Oh, it sounded like you spent. said it was a lisp and that sounds oh,
1: like oh. Lucille.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Lucille. <laughs>
1: Remember, we're on Zoom.
0: (laughs) That's true. We're Zooming it today, people.
1: Mother Lucille. Better? (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It sounds way better. Trigger warning for those of you who have a lisp. (laughs) We're just kidding.
1: (laughs) We mean no offense.
0: (laughs) We mean no offense, but we make fun of everything and everyone, which we state a lot.
1: Yeah.
0: At some point.
1: People named Gary or from Ogden.
0: Damn it, Gary! Always Ogden, always. <laughs>
1: the origin of newt licking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> I think right. I broke my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Ogden the new a trigger <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's like a whole secret society in Ogden. <laughs> <laughs> they get together every other Wednesday. The,
0: the, the Society of the Newt Lickers. <laughs> Bring in
1: rare newts from around in the world.
0: Old, in good old Ogden. <laughs>
1: They're Newtonians.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Those Newtonians are at it again. <laughs> boom, <Ba-dum-bum>. boom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah but he came from a typical mormon family especially at that time period where they're pretty strict and at an early age he kind of lost interest in it and became an atheist around the age of 14 but he continued on to pretty much make his parents happy and going into the church and that
0: that's like what a lot of kids yeah. around here have done
1: that's very true for people who are outside of there, not familiar a lot of it's yeah. just kind of like to get your Family to ease up.
0: Yep. So everyone who's not in the culture. Yeah. A lot of us weren't our family wasn't it. that
1: bad, but some people. oh yeah. man. You could get disowned and
0: stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> I remember when I told mom I wanted to be a tattoo artist and she wanted to disown me.
1: <laughs> but I don't think that has anything really to she's just weird. <laughs>
0: I don't know. Cause she was, that was when she was in her Molly Mormon phase. Isn't she
1: kind of always?
0: I mean, she's lightened up a lot. That's true. (laughs) But she used to be way, way more Molly Mormon back then.
1: Yeah. For those of you that
0: don't know who, what a Molly Mormon is, those are like super Mormon people. Yeah. There's different degrees of Molly Mormons. Yeah. But either way, they're like hardcore. They're, they're ride or die bitches.
1: As a child, he had a large interest in a bunch of like little things, like stage magic, messing with electronics, doing chemistry, collecting Not stamps. English. And <laughs> well, it did say I can't verify it, but a lot of things said he wasn't the best student. So maybe Allegedly.
0: that. maybe yeah, he was but, just bored because he was highly intelligent for other things.
1: He's clearly smart, as everyone will find out. But mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean he's like book smart, but he's good at making books
0: yeah he is the science behind it was crazy Mm -hmm.
1: yeah he also liked to uh make things explode as a child
0: i mean who didn't it's true we made (laughs) things (laughs) explode all the time and especially
1: us growing up in like the kind of the area that he was around those times like uh there's like all kinds of open fields and stuff so you could really get away with that kind of stuff.
0: There's so much room for explosions. Yeah.
1: Like now it's dense <laughs> cities and stuff. You couldn't really do that without um drawing attention to yourselves.
0: <laughs> it's very true.
1: Yeah. But when you have acres and acres of just open fields, you can do all kinds of stupid things without supervision.
0: And back then parents didn't care as much. Like as even long as you when were we were younger. Before,
1: um, it was dark
0: yeah even like when we were younger but when he was young they probably super didn't care
1: do your homework and get out of the house and come back
0: (laughs) get out of my face child yeah Go run (laughs) just don't die or get abducted you know those things come back it it was about
1: as safe as it is now which isn't but it was just a different mentality because parents needed a break
0: (laughs) i mean honestly i'd be like that yeah (laughs) Our parents were just like, eh. Huh.
1: Well, we also had the house where everyone hung out. So, that's true. Everyone came over here because we had a huge property.
0: We had a lot of dance parties too.
1: We did a lot of everything because we had the cool family.
0: True. Backyard wrestling, <laughs> dance parties. A horse of
1: sometimes.
0: Uh huh.
1: Yep. Yeah, so, his journey into collecting rare coins stamps led him into. An an obsession, (laughs) everyone's going to have one of those.
0: (laughs) Because you can't read after you read that.
1: That's true. I'm reading actual (laughs) Yeah, but it led to him having an obsession with the rarity of documents and coins. And then he started putting his skills together to counterfeit these things. And he would go on to serve a mission in Bristol, England in 73. And while he was there, since he wasn't under the control of his parents and probably much less with the whole culture, there was less Mormon. So he would frequent bookshops and enjoy collecting works. And that also he liked to look into critiques on Mormonism and that too. And in England, you'd find a lot.
0: <laughs> I'm sure everywhere you'd find a
1: lot. <laughs> it depends. Like at that time, it wasn't super, super huge. Like ah. you would like now, you're thinking different because, you know, they helped fun Vegas and everything, you know, more attention than that. And they like to send people into places that aren't always like super established either.
0: Yeah. They like to send people places where they'll probably die.
1: I always laugh when people got sent on a mission to like Salt Lake. (laughs) I know. I thought thought that was so
0: (laughs) pointless because if someone truly (laughs) was curious, you could ask around someone on your street could tell you.
1: Or when you're trying to find a non-member, you're going street to street and everyone is either. Everyone's
0: like, go, leave me alone. (laughs) Yeah, or they're like,
1: oh, I'm already, goodbye.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I would just feel like, oh, man, all the people are just going to be mad at me because they don't want to be Mormon. And I'm sure they get asked a lot.
1: After he returned from his mission, he enrolled in pre-med at Utah State University. And in 1979, married, how do you say her name? Doralee Olds.
0: <laughs> Something like that, yeah. I haven't looked it up. I can't yeah. give it the it
1: Then they would go on to have four children. And in 87, she. In she'd...
0: true Mormon fashion. <laughs> That's actually
1: pretty, like, mellow. I know. There's still a lot of kids, but.
0: <laughs> I thought our three were a lot.
1: That's true. I mean, it's a lot, but probably not as many people wanted.
0: I know, like, a lot of our friends were from, like, six-plus oh. families.
1: Yeah, easily five or more. Mm-hmm. But it, it did make, like, having people to do stuff with cool.
0: Very true. <laughs> as kids,
1: you know. And, you know, they got that family mentality, so it was always they pretty much accepted. <laughs> okay, and let's see. In 87, yeah, 87 She would file for divorce two years after Mark was convicted of his crimes. And then she would go on to create be the co-founder of a holistic medicine company.
0: You know, watching the murder among the Mormons, Mm -hmm. she definitely looks like she would do that kind of a thing. I thought
1: that too. Yeah. (laughs) Either that or become like like a a hippie.
0: Yeah, yeah. Very like mellow, easygoing, more Mm -hmm. naturalist seems pretty cool
1: yeah <laughs> and so that in its entirety is pretty much this podcast level of research into mark hoffman's no we, no seriously that there we wasn't don't like a lot standards
0: <laughs> we don't like standards we shoot low so then when we do go higher it's a nice surprise yeah yeah There really there's not much to mark hoffman he's very no. generic uh if you're familiar with the utah culture Or growing up in the Utah culture, he's your stereotype. Yeah,
1: he does not stand out at all.
0: (laughs) He's like a nerdy, geeky guy. Yeah. There's not much else (laughs) there. Not much going on until towards the end before he goes to prison. (laughs) Yeah. His
1: mark left on history is pretty much everything else we're going to cover in this podcast. He was pretty much unexceptional in anything except for his forgery skill.
0: Uh, some of them are impressive. Like, he got so many people to actually think his forgeries were real.
1: And not just, like, Mormon people. Like, actual... People who do that for
0: a living. And also
1: with historical U.S. documents, too. Uh-huh. So he's got some skills.
0: Yeah, like he duped the feds. <laughs> for some documents i think i can't remember exactly because i didn't write that part down but yeah he got a lot of people so now that
1: we've gotten his life story out of the way (laughs) or his origin story now we'll cover some of his forgeries
0: (laughs) his fine work of foraging. yeah not foraging he's foraging (laughs) through the (laughs) forests to find the salamander all right so i will start this venture of his great foraging for, forgering not forging oh my hey, god you're keeping I just...
1: linguistically correct
0: <laughs> i'm just going with how he wrote things the right vernacular <laughs> so so this little little chap is real good at being a forging mastermind so he doctored up a little coin with his coin collection And he put a jar together of all these coins and he knew he and his friends were going to go on a treasure hunt. So he buried this jar of coins and then they went out to go treasure hunting and well, bam, he found the the jar of coins. How convenient. This is just a setup for everything later on in a few ways. Yeah.
1: (laughs) They went out looking for newts and came back with some coins.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Little did his friends know that he placed them there. Like, he places everything that he wants people to believe.
1: I mean, that's the way to do it. You don't want someone else to take credit.
0: Yeah, but I mean, when you're doing it your whole life, and it's just <laughs> more and more constant, you think that people would be like, whoa, okay, something suspicious happening.
1: Yeah. Very true
0: i don't know if it's because it was the 80s <laughs> when the major stuff happened i should say when the coin treasure hunt happened that was like they were teenagers
1: yeah and you don't normally expect that from a kid
0: yeah for sure
1: like i would fall more victim to that if a teen came in with some coins as opposed to an adult bringing me some document you know i'd probably be more strict about verifying the document than a coin from some kids you know
0: it's very true but it's like i wonder too did he like age the the jar or the lid to make it look like it had been there a while
1: don't recall but i don't think so because i think he just focused on that one coin and then had legitimate other coins and stuff with it because yeah. that's kind of how he rolled with his other stuff where that's true he would have legitimate things and then these things are found amongst him so yeah. it's a lot harder to maybe that was the key is he had like legitimate things
0: he he did like through all the research like he would have some stuff mm-hmm. and then the other stuff he would forge yeah so it's like not all of it was fake
1: that that is a good way to you know cast away suspicion. Yeah,
0: it's true because a lot of other stuff is legit.
1: Yeah, if you have 10 coins or however many, but only one of them is not legit, then you're not even going to necessarily think about it, especially if it's not like a million dollar coin. Yeah. (laughs) How much did he get for that coin? Do you remember?
0: Uh, Was it a thousand or something like that? That's not bad in 80s money. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it was a lot for back in the 80s. I think it was around a thousand or so.
1: Especially since I They're believe the stock market really crashed in the 80s.
0: That's stock market. <laughs> <laughs> it's always up and down, up and down. Huh? Get it? Because that's how they work.
1: Nice. Wow. $1 <laughs> in 80, in the 80s is the equivalent of 3 and a half today. That's not too shabby. That's 3000 bucks. Wow. And on top of that, he just grew his uh, forging capabilities in the 1980s. He had found a 17th century King James Bible with a, what do you call it, like some gummed papers stuck together. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I believe it was his wife helped pry open Mm -hmm. to reveal a document that seemed to be, you know, like conveniently transcribed. (laughs)
0: Like it was just ready to be read.
1: Yeah. And here's the kicker, though. It's transcribed by the same man who you had just witnessed of
0: no. great
1: um what would you the epic ec, the It was uh, epical the Iliad level of oh, God. <laughs> of of master academic <laughs> achievement by Martin Harris. <laughs> it's just awful. in, in another letter <laughs> transcribed from Martin Harris to Charles Anton, I think how you say it, a Columbia classics professor, supposedly created in 1828, but apparently <laughs> in this letter, it was supposed to be from Joseph Smith, who had some sort of a reformed Egyptian kind of characters on these pages that were copied down, it was supposedly from the Golden Plates, and which he would then use, later use to be translated into the Book of Mormon. So it's kind of like a, what do you call that? Like a sample or something where it's like he gave it to Martin Harris. And that part is actually part of the actual history of it. So one thing he's good at is like taking a nugget of truth and elaborating on it.
0: A lot of people are good
1: at Yeah. That. Yeah. So he pretty much, this is supposed to be, that Martin Harris, the transcriber of immaculate language comprehension, (laughs) sending this to a person to be like, are these actual Egyptian hieroglyphs or whatever? (laughs) (laughs) And apparently the document was so well done that it had fooled people from the church, but also like some legit like people who in those departments. And they ended up um purchasing it from him for around twenty thousand (laughs) dollars
0: it was crazy how often he got away because he was so good at forging them
1: yeah but not only did they offer him that it was appraised at twenty five (laughs) thousand.
0: yeah i bet after that the person that appraised his shit was like oh i gotta find a new hobby
1: (laughs) yeah but it, it gets crazier and um one of the things I like about who I'll get to in next is because our dad was so into all kinds of wacky, like mm-hmm. mystic stuff, but stuff, but also to like crazy Mormon things. One of the guys who is like a really smart professor and guy who knows a lot about Mormon stuff also validated this book. But, um, in October 13th, so the church purchased several other artifacts he had, including a $5 golden coin, Some Deseret book note bank notes, and a first edition book of Mormon along with the letter. So he made out pretty good. Mm -hmm. The the document was assumed to be genuine. A (laughs) prominent Mormon (laughs) academic named Hugh Nibley. (laughs) Yeah, he's actually writes some pretty cool stuff, especially if you like a lot of like uh, how other like uh, religions and stuff and ancient cultures kind of can you know some of the stuff can be found throughout Mormon stuff it's pretty interesting hmm. dad's given me a couple of his books um yeah so he pretty much said it passes the test it's as good as you can get like it is like authentic authentic which it's this is not just <laughs> yeah from everything I've read in that this guy doesn't just jump at the hey <laughs> you know yeah obviously he has a bias because he's Mormon, but he's not like one of those that this is the holy grail I'm searching for, at least from what I've read about him in that. And like like long before I even knew about this whole thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> they also had a professor in zoology, Barry Fell. That's a great name. <laughs> also claimed to have decoded the text in that. So all these people were like, this is truly it. <laughs> After that he dropped out of school and went into the business of selling rare books
0: because <laughs> he could make so much money because he conveniently had everything
1: Yep, and he would go on to fabricate other historical documents mm-hmm. and become noted among lbs church history buffs for his discoveries
0: <laughs> Yep,
1: <laughs> a lot of them had to do though with letters so there's a lot less uh way to really verify them
0: mm-hmm.
1: as opposed to like if it was just documents it's more like like actual like if he found the gold plate, you know that'd be different
0: <laughs> the golden plate that the white salamander spoke of
1: yeah but he got like i guess he fooled people so good even like the high ups high ups were like this is it
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: that's crazy he then had another big one and during the same time period where he, um, as he did, he would purchase documents and then, of course, slip in his. In 1981, Hoffman presented the church with a document which was supposed to provide evidence that Smith had designated his son, Joseph Smith, the third. <laughs> rather Not than Brigham Young. Just
0: one or two. Yeah, because. The third.
1: Rather than Brigham Young to be his successor. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's sad. Yeah. No, you still don't get it.
1: I want to read this if they have it somewhere because it's another forged cover letter from a person oh, to Lord. another.
0: The world is not ready for more. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so in, ni- in February 1981, Hoffman tried to sell the letter to the chief archivist of the LDS church. He um, expected the church to buy the blessing on spite and bury it (laughs) yeah when the archive archivist balked at the price hoffman offered it to the reorganized church of latter-day saints (laughs) or or as uh because
0: you don't want to send it to the unorganized (laughs) yeah because they're not going to
1: pay that much so you're going to go back to the reorganized (laughs) or the ones that probably are those like rld are those the polygamists in that
0: the flds
1: oh no rlds never mind
0: i don't know what the art i'll look it up though the community of christ is an american international church american-based international church the second largest domination in the latter day saints movement uh let's see it was known from 1872 to 2001 so it's like a sub. Uh, it was a branch off of the regular gotcha. church of the whatever the LDS is. Yeah. Uh,
1: okay. Hmm.
0: So it's kind of like the FLDS where it's its own side thing. It's not a part of the actual thing.
1: Yeah. I just didn't know that.
0: I didn't either. And that's why they changed their name to the Community of Christ.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> So after they presented after he presented it to them, there was a scramble to acquire the document and Hoffman posing as a faithful Mormon presented it to his church in exchange for items worth more than twenty thousand. He likes that number.
0: He really does.
1: But I mean he's getting it, maybe that's his magic number.
0: Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> the salamander said so.
1: Yeah. Because he also ensured that the document would be made public and not buried. Because, you know, he's got to have that fame.
0: Yeah, cause then he can make more fakes and <laughs> sell more.
1: Yeah. The next day, a New York Times headline read Mormon document raises doubts on succession of the church's leader. And remember, in his history, he liked to hear alternative um, thoughts about it. And he was an atheist. So, any kind of. Um, What do you call that? uh, Rattling, cage rattling you could do. Mm -hmm. But also that's great for um, playing both sides because now you're going to have people who are critiques wanting to get more documents and then you're going to want the church to defend themselves. So they're going to come after you. That's a pretty smart way to get them in a war so that you get your attention off of you. That's pretty smart.
0: He's really good at deflecting. Yeah.
1: (laughs) After, um, this acquiring of the document and that a salt lake district attorney invest attorneys investigator michael george <laughs> he, <laughs>
0: he had two first names <laughs>
1: hey i wonder if he later on switched it around and became a famous singer
0: george.
1: <laughs> but uh, michael george believed that after hoffman had successfully forged the blessing his ultimate goal was to recreate the lost six hundred and sixteen pages of the book of mormon that would have been crazy
0: <laughs> where was it lost
1: <laughs> i wonder if he could have got away with it with the uh, like the kind of momentum he was getting at this time maybe of course that's a lot more specific than some letters
0: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> and then that brings us to the salamander letter which appeared in 1984
0: a horrible piece of work
1: yeah we've already read the letter so we won't go over that again but <laughs> we'll give you some background on the letter <laughs> it was supposedly written by martin harris to ww w. phelps
0: i almost thought you were going to say a website for a second i almost
1: was going to be like dot com just to see if anyone caught it .com.
0: <laughs> yeah
1: and it presented a new version of how the plates were um found by a salamander um, let's see, and it also covered his uh money digging practices,
0: <laughs> the <laughs> treasure
1: hunting and all that that has, we've talked about in a previous episode. Go and check that out <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: And after the letter had been purchased by the church and became public knowledge, um, the now they have like the high ups in the church, the apostles and that just completely like wanting it to be buried. Because <laughs> it completely contradicts what they're going by. And, you know, you don't want that kind of a challenge to your, what you're preaching or what you personally believe.
0: Yep. Kind of like, if people find out aliens really exist, that's going to just mm-hmm. change everything. Yep.
1: In 1984, long-time critics of Mormonism, Gerald and Sandra Tanner, became the first to declare the Salamander letters as a forgery.
0: Dun, dun, dun.
1: So on top of these three forgeries that gained him notoriety, he also had other little forgeries for Mormon documents, but also other... Documents he had forged from other popular political figures and stuff included many famous non-Mormons such as George Washington's signature, John Adams, John Quincy Adams, Daniel Boone, (laughs) John Brown, Andrew Jackson, Mark Twain, (laughs) and many other famous people like Paul Revere, Abraham Lincoln.
0: (laughs) But not Michael Jackson.
1: No, but he probably would have if. He thought he could get a lot of money off he of it. He
0: could have made a lot of money if he just did a Michael Jackson one. Because Michael Jackson was a shit at that era. That was before things got weird. <laughs> he could have made way more money.
1: I found this one pretty awesome. He um also forged a previously unknown poem by In the Hand of Emily Dickinson. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> After reading uh, The Salamander <laughs> Letter. How, <laughs> how do you get away with that?
0: I was going to ask, like, is it any better than the salamander letter?
1: I'm going to look after this episode, but <laughs> as at as this moment, I don't personally know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my brain.
1: <laughs> and uh, Hoffman had all these successful forgeries and that, but his biggest scheme he was was to forge what was perhaps the most famous missing document in American colonial history. The Oath of a Free Man, a one-page oath that had been printed in 1639, the first document to be printed in Britain's American colonies. But there's only fifty copies that had been made and none of them were known to exist. And a genuine example would probably be worth over a million dollars in 1985.
0: Could you imagine how much money that'd be now?
1: About three million. <laughs> <laughs> and he was working on having um, people negotiate for the sale of that to the Library of Congress. And that covers the forging history of Mark Hoffman.
0: Except for one.
1: And now we turn it over to the
0: anti-pants. <laughs> the anti-pants. There's also the McClellan letters.
1: That is what...
0: Begins the unraveling of Mr. Hoffman, as I call him, Caterpillar Brows. (laughs) Because if you see pictures of him, Caterpillar Brows. (laughs) So, (laughs) apparently, like, I didn't fully go into too much on that, because I wasn't sure if you were going to cover the McClellan letters. Yeah. So, the McClellan letters are a collection of letters that the Mormon church was highly interested in for numerous reasons. Um, they, that they wanted to buy these letters so they can get them authenticated to make sure they're too legit to quit. And yeah. then so they can hide them from the world. <laughs> Let's let <laughs> so the world you know, know about
1: them and then we'll take them away. <laughs> We,
0: we want to make sure it's legit, but we're not going to tell you about it. <laughs> so they gave a time frame um, to have Mark Hoffman, a.k.a. Caterpillar Brows, um, bring the documents to them, so then they will pay, I guess, let's see, $300,000 for it.
1: and um, knew how to negotiate.
0: He, yeah, he did. <laughs> so... Um, he's supposed to meet up, Mark, Mr. Caterpillar Browse is supposed to meet up with Steve Christensen, who is a fellow super Mormon, and he's also a stockbroker by trade. Um, the church gave him the task to buy these letters off of Hoffman so they can do away with these letters from Hoffman. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they don't want shit to get out and ruin the world. They're they're like a mini Vatican. <laughs> All right. So, warning: Lord of the Rings references are coming because I was in a Lord of the Rings mood. <laughs> I was writing this. <laughs> oh, love Lord of the Rings. Anywho, so, so here's the analogy that I use. So basically, it's like in Lord of the Rings, where Steve must keep those documents, keep them secret, and keep them safe, like the ring. So the letters are the ring. Steve is Frodo and Mark is Schmiegel. <laughs> he wants it for a price.
1: Um, um,
0: dun. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> so the deadline that they gave him. Um, so he they would purchase it and give him the $300,000. But he needs to bring up those documents by October 15th of nine. 19- 1985. So Steve, a.k.a. Frodo, was slightly suspicious um, with Caterpillar brows and told him that he was on to him. He just, not just an ocular pout down either. He, it was like a mental pat down he was giving Mark because he knew something wasn't right. He just mm-hmm. didn't know what exactly. He sensed it in the fort. Uh-huh. So he was pulling a Mac in the bar where he, like, gets on the ocular pat down. <laughs> <laughs> so Caterpillar Browse knew his time was coming to an end. Just like in Lord of the Rings, where everyone wants the ring, and he is guiding Steve, a.k.a. Frodo, to Mount Doom to destroy the ring. <laughs> Again, Lord of the Rings reference. <laughs> um, so they're going to sell him the documents to hide them in the church's cavern of hidden treasures. So, since he knew the clock was ticking and he was running out of time, he had not the time to create all of these letters, even forgeries, so he could get that money, which he was racking up the debt, so he was really hard up for money, so that's why he concocted all of this. Um, So, Steve, aka Frodo, knew Caterpillar Browse wasn't who he said he was. And he was going to expose him at any cost. And Mr. Caterpillar Browse knew this. Um, so Steve, a.k.a. the Mormon Frodo, didn't realize how desperate Caterpillar Browse was, a.k.a. Schmiegel, <laughs> was um, to keep this quiet about the precious, a.k.a. the alleged letters... Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, so on the morning of October fifteenth, nineteen eighty-five. That was a good year. You're Not- so
1: arrogant. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not just because of explosions, but because I was born. They all
1: know eighty-three was way better.
0: <laughs> You're biased. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't say nineteen eighty-three. <laughs> 85. In fact, none of
1: these gins. It's all like 82, 89. 89. <laughs> it's either
0: before or after. Losers. <laughs> so was it really that good of a year?
1: History just hates ginger. <laughs> or What did you call me? Like a carrot or something? A, a like carrot.
0: <laughs> because you're not quite a ginger. You're like an in-between of a regular and a carrot. I yeah. mean, and a ginger, which makes you a carrot. <laughs> Because you don't have red hair. It's straight up orange. <laughs> Let's see. So the morning of October 15th, 1985, Steve arrived at the Judge Building in Salt Lake City um, where his office was. There was a package that was on the ground right in front of his door, office door. So he picked it up and it exploded. Oh, uh, yeah. It exploded and tore him into pieces.
1: Now what a terrible way to go.
0: Right? Like, you're not even at work yet. You're just, like, right in front. Mm-hmm. And that would hurt. Like, would it? And, yeah, there's just so many things. This bomb was so strong that his secretary received some injuries from it.
1: Oh, I didn't catch that. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. Like, it... and he wasn't even in yet. He didn't open it. He just picked it up. Mm -hmm. and but it was so strong the impact got hurt she got hurt with some shrapnel from it crazy so for his first bomb not too bad i guess
1: if that's what you're going for in a morbid
0: way yeah (laughs) a little
1: more he got a little extra credit
0: oh yeah he he started to get a little more crazy though because this next bomb had nails in it (laughs) after that first bomb went off Um, Salt Lake City just went crazy from hearing that what happened. Uh, Just an hour after the first bomb, there was a second explosion in Holiday, Utah, which is a suburb of Salt Lake for those who don't know Mm -hmm. where Holiday is. It's like a little on the outskirts of it. So a woman um, was killed after picking up the package that was in her driveway. So I'll give the tea on who this woman was. So, her name was Kathy Sheets. Um, She was the wife of Steve, a.k.a. the Mormon Frodo's former employee, Gary Sheets. Damn it, Gary. (laughs) Always the Garys. Of course, he really had nothing to do with this. He was just a victim of circumstance. Um, So, Caterpillar Brows um, killed two guys tied Well, he tried. He was attempting because the bomb was really meant for Gary. Mm -hmm. But the wife picked it up. So he was he killed two people to try uh, that were in business together um, to create a diversion. But the wife intercepted accidentally. But Uh, still you still have that diversion there. But he mm -hmm. was like trying to tie them because they were in the same business. So people would start thinking like police would start paying attention to them and
1: that's Not smart, Hoffman.
0: Huh? Yeah. Well, since he killed those two that were working together, it would divert the the attention. It would get rid of the guy who was suspicious and was going to expose him at any by any means necessary. Um, keeps the police's attention, attention off of him so he has more time to tap into his supervillain side and fix the mess of the letters so he could still make the money.
1: Did they say how many letters he was in the
0: Not the collection? that I not that I found yeah. it could be there or I could have missed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just know there was more than one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I knew it was like a big thing. Yeah. But I just wondered if you had cut in like the exact amount or something.
0: No, because in true Kira research fashion I probably <laughs> 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 missed something. That's true. <laughs> So within hours, um, those who knew about the Salamander letters, the McLean letters, um, Steve Christensen, a.k.a. the Mormon Frodo's duty to snatch the letters up for the church, um, they now or they um, were suspicious of this because they're like, well, well, shit, like who else is going to be hurt because this is all tied in yeah to the church documents so um and they were like so that's probably related mm-hmm. so a lot of the people that made that connection got a hold of caterpillar brows to warn him and his family that they might be in danger and that they should hide nice. <laughs> bless their sweet souls for caring even though it's the dick nose caterpillar brows who did it I wonder if those, like, if he talked to him or if it was his wife, and then it's like, how how would you react to it? Because you know you're the one that did it, so you know you're safe, but Mm -hmm. you're trying to be coy and act innocent.
1: But he definitely had enough experience, like, conning people and reading people. I imagine he could probably do it quick. (laughs) Yeah, depending on the person, the people like telling him maybe. They're better at reading people. But I'd imagine he'd probably do better than your average person mm-hmm. just because he's a professional liar.
0: It's true. i like a aspects. high level. He's a successful one, <laughs> too. Yeah, he so really is.
1: He literally has to convince people that that's their job is to prove yeah. you wrong. So that's a different <laughs> level, not just like your average con who, like, is trying to take, like, an old lady out of all her money or something, you know? Yeah. He's going to get science
0: <laughs> <laughs> So the time of the deadline that day came at two pm for the church to receive those documents and then they would pay off caterpillar browse. but he didn't show the day after the, the day after the meeting was supposed to happen, um, caterpillar browse uh, blue Toyota exploded in downtown Salt Lake City. Right next to where the Crossroads Mall was.
1: Oh, really? Is that where it was?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Wow. So so it's no longer there for those who don't know. Yeah, it's like straight up downtown. Um, (laughs) I remember hanging out there all the time. I -hmm. hung out there with some guys in bands that were pretty hot. (laughs) Yep, It was fun. Which was right by where Club DV8 was, where they were playing.
1: Yeah, and for people who Which is also not there. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how it was in the 80s, but I imagine it's similar to what it is like that to... dense part of town too yeah like there's not the roads aren't big and
0: there's a lot
1: of buildings around which i imagine was pretty similar to that's like a really popular area downtown Mm -hmm. so the explosion that's definitely gonna draw some attention there (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) so um (laughs) so hoffman was in the car when it exploded which is pretty funny. If you've listened to, I think it's episode three, there's two parts, Murderous Utah. We go over just briefly a lot of murderers with Utah ties. And we briefly went over Mark Hoffman and that. And we made fun of him a lot because his own bomb exploded. <laughs> um, yeah. So he didn't die. But it's still really funny and deserved that it went off. <laughs> so so how he got there and why is he took it to the mall to meet someone um, that he was supposed to give this to. That would also help aiding into the diverting of his awesome practices, he was thinking. So I guess there was a a gym that he was parked in front of that was owned by the church. So I um, don't know. If it, he was waiting for someone to come out of that gym.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But um, yeah, so the person didn't come out or the person didn't show. So he went back to his car and then the universe repaid him back for all of his cruel cruelness and deceiving that he has done. And it exploded. And he lived, sadly. <laughs> So he was sent to the hospital, and the whole church area went on lockdown because since he got it now, who else is gonna? And they be were involved?
1: expecting him as a potential target, not
0: yeah, yeah, a at the time, He doing, wasn't yeah, a suspect at all.
1: That actually is working out great. Like, yeah, to get him off.
0: <laughs> so I <laughs> and, guess in a way, the universe wasn't fully like, haha, well, take that, because it worked in his favor. The,
1: <laughs> yeah, he just was—he was convincing the universe. I mean, there we go. He was conning the universe.
0: He was conning the universe. He was like, car- hey, karma. You Explode! This is going to help me in the long run, even though it was purely accidental. It was supposed to go to kill someone else.
1: He's going a full karma now.
0: <laughs> uh huh. So, so the whole church area, that whole area, went into lockdown, and um, the Mormon church leaders went into hiding because now it's like, who else Ooh, yeah. is next? So but one thing I wanna know is um where the church leaders were locked down, what did that place look like?
1: <laughs> That's a great question.
0: Like is it fancy and you know, like decorated all ritzy and stuff? I doubt it. Or is it like, like a, a just a bunker?
1: I would think it's like left bunker you'd take like politicians to and stuff too, just in one of their buildings.
0: I mean, I personally would wanna be in a pillow fort. <laughs> The best place to be hiding in a pillow fort it would be great i was watching the community when i wrote that. i was gonna say <laughs> you know that big pillow forts
1: versus the blanket huts? Yeah,
0: the, the blanket fort what was it the like the great
1: collapse
0: uh-huh. <laughs> if you guys haven't watched it watch the community it's real funny that's a great show i like rewatched it because i haven't seen it forever so i rewatched it um let's see So, he was then released from the hospital. Uh, Now, everyone in the Mormon document world was being eyeballed as a suspect because who knows, and it all comes down to the the documents Mm -hmm. and the letters and all that crazy fun stuff. Um, So, finally, they get to like. You know investigating everyone it's finally caterpillar brows turn f- to
1: turn into a butterfly
0: you <laughs> to get <laughs> investigated so they got to his house Um uh, and apparently in his house there was this one locked room that his wife was never allowed to go into like nobody w- but him was and he would always lock it um rarely was she allowed in there and the few times she was She said she didn't really like he hid everything, but that's basically where he forged everything. Mm -hmm. So anything that's would lead to that, he would hide if she came in and then he was under lock and key the whole time. So the police got to that room and once they got in, they found all the forging tools, um, a mold for the the plate of the oath of the Freeman. So they found that. To prove that that was fake, which Mm -hmm. some people were suspecting, but yeah, um,
1: well, I mean, a million dollars has been drawn like serious (laughs) attention, and like this is a really rare document, (laughs)
0: yeah. So, um, two examiners, uh, George Frockmorton, um. Examined all of the shit. And what was the other one? Let me see
1: if I, I can I don't find remember his name.
0: Okay. So at first it was just George Thorman, or Throckmorton Thorman. <laughs> um, um, went through all of his shit and basically said, was like, he went through all of them, even like the um, the ones that were claimed to be authentic and mm-hmm. he looked through them again and he's like no this shit's fake. It yeah. took took some some lookings but and then he he gathered a friend by the name of William Flynn and they started combing through all of those more since so, hello suspicious there's some fake yeah. shit going on here. So they're like looking through a microscope and noticed um that some of the documents had cracked ink
1: i think this part is cool in the story
0: but not all of them so they were dividing up into two piles one that had cracked ink and one that didn't or as they called it the hoffman pile (laughs) and then the regular pile um so the lengths that mark went to was pretty crazy to be authentic because he he did um some crazy shit to make it look really really authentic which did until Mm then so i guess the um he mark when he was doing it looked up a recipe to of how they made ink back then yeah and um the his forged documents the ink was cracked because two different elements which sped up the aging process which the other the real documents did not go through yet was, um chemical and heat and he would use irons and chemical to treat the papers to make them look how they looked
1: i thought that was cool that he would use a vacuum on yeah. the back side of them to pull yeah. the ink through the paper like it had burnt yeah like older inks did i was like this dude in some ways he's not smart in other ways he's Really smart.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's like I guess it's if it's something you're really into, then he just goes all in. He hyper focuses. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I mean he he took these investigators a while to find
0: to prove how he did.
1: He was busted, but
0: like, and I don't know exactly everything that he did to do it. I just know like the very basic gist of it. But yeah, it was very confusing. But so. So that's how they were doing that. And then Mark was pretty much the only suspect while they're sitting there going over the documents and stuff. He, um, so even the church leaders withheld stuff from the police.
1: Well, because now it's embarrassing.
0: <laughs> yeah. So they're withholding all of that stuff. Um But the police were still able, with finding the ink thing, they were able to arrest Mr. Caterpillar Browse for murder, constructing and delivering bombs, um, theft by deception, and probably way more charges, too. I would imagine. <laughs> but those are just, you know, some of the mains. One like could um, easy to stick. Yeah. But you think, like, even though it would be embarrassing for the church like he murdered people yeah but <laughs> i he, wouldn't withhold <laughs>
1: he sold them a lot of other yeah, stuff too it's, like,
0: i guess tons of stuff <laughs> and then so, well that's okay they'll just look through a microscope and <laughs> put it into piles to see because he true. did have some like actual authentic stuff so maybe not everything he I, sold I just them. think it
1: was all the the claiming that everything was like the truth <laughs> i yeah. think they were embarrassed more than anything
0: yeah but still oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so in 1987 he pled guilty um to save himself from the death penalty
1: oh and back then you got a hiring squad
0: yeah yeah it was
1: brutal way to go
0: <laughs> uh-huh there was like in the murderous episode we covered one guy wanted to the firing squad for his method of death Mm -hmm. and he wanted to see them
1: (laughs) they don't they cover you
0: yeah he didn't want that
1: i remember they had brought it back for like when we were kids they brought it back before they just went to lethal injection and i was like this is the most brutal thing because it was a big controversy
0: um one of the the killers that we cover actually was the first one once Mm -hmm. it got brought back yeah i think it was only one or
1: two people and then it was gone (laughs) yeah
0: i mean i would rather get lethal injection myself i would
1: i would rather have any other way than that Uh
0: (laughs) uh-huh although it might
1: be the fastest i don't want
0: to get electrocuted though
1: yeah well that one sells a lot too
0: yeah but if they
1: mess it up then you're good (laughs) 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 no that one's brutal that is probably one of the most brutal ones it isn't one of the old arcade ones
0: Uh uh-huh All right, so let's see. So he came up for parole in 1988. That's fast. It is. (laughs) One year. Um, But after the parole board heard him talk about killing Kathy Sheets, which is the second victim, and how he didn't care who he killed, Mm -hmm. it could be a dog, and he said this, a dog, a child, it didn't matter to him. So they denied him. (laughs) If you're trying to be on parole, you got to be on your best. You can't just be like, yeah, I don't care who it killed as long as it killed someone.
1: Definitely doesn't show rehabilitation.
0: (laughs) Yeah, especially when you bring up a dog or a child.
1: (laughs) Although if an animal set it off, you're not going to really be a big diversion. It's true. Because a lot of bombs go off here, weirdly.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) not everyone's perfect at it. (laughs) <laughs> so he is still in prison to this very day with life
1: yep. yep did you get the story where he um put a hit out on one of the pro parole
0: <gasps> oh yeah <laughs> i it was a side note i put on top you, and I you forgot. didn't
1: say it and i'm like that's something she would have picked up
0: on i did i just <laughs> put it on top so after the denial um, he talked to some inmates to put hits out on the parole board members and George Thor- Throckmorton, who
1: that was the was a guy investigator, who, right?
0: Uh huh. Who was the one who first discovered the forging cracks? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yep, he did that because he was stuck in there. So
1: one thing I liked about the documentary his uh, his forging days are over because he had like slept wrong on his hand yes, yes. and like like badly and it didn't uh it messed it up he right can't
0: use it yeah
1: <laughs> i think he's got like minimal movement.
0: yeah they're all laughing because they're like oh now he can't use his hands to forge well, anymore
1: <laughs> i think we've all slept weird on our hands and we're uh-huh. like oh no but then it comes back but to have slept on it so badly it doesn't <laughs> that's wild
0: uh-huh so speaking of the docuseries as i rewatched it you know for this i decided to write some notes that i felt would also, you like to hear
1: yeah but let's tell people that the actual <laughs> Do the series so that they can watch it it's pretty well done
0: for those who haven't seen it already on um netflix netflix yeah murder among the mormons this they go into way better detail yeah but yeah it's pretty there's three episodes um go into detail on things and then you can see what mr caterpillar brows looks like so so here is miss anti-pants notes from watching the docuseries murder among the mormons are you ready for this we're ready all right the first note i put Nineteen nineteen eighty five was the bomb, not just because I was born, huh? Because, <laughs> you know, bombs. Good one. <laughs> Next one. So in, I think it's the first episode, they show a clip of a already done show, but it's um, where the angel Moroni is coming to Joseph, you know, to tell him about crap. So, mm-hmm. so, this is what I wrote.
1: This is what they actually believe. <laughs> I'll be <into> it.
0: <laughs> no, I went. I went different.
1: Okay, I got the South Park joke in. <laughs> I know.
0: Dum dum dum. I haven't dum. done that once yet. <laughs> dum 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 dum. Oh, I have failed thee, but that's okay. We got it in at the end. Yeah. <laughs> in so in that clip where and I was telling, I I put seph You know, to be cool. Yeah. About yeah. yeah, the plates. Keep and fresh. Yeah, hip and fresh. So when Moroni was telling Jacef about the plates, um, the character of Moroni that they made, like how they had him look, he looks mm-hmm. like an albino bodybuilder with a good spray tan. Then that made me think of Sunny, because you know how Mac is obsessed <laughs> with bodybuilders? Oh. <laughs> So made me think what,
1: that. what was it like? Uh, rubble oil.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's oil the up. next thing I wrote. I was like, perhaps <laughs> he needed Mac to oil him up for the competition. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know, that's exactly
0: just, what I thought when I saw that. Yeah, I just died of laughter. <laughs>
1: <great. laughs> yeah, did that. Wow!
0: <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> so my next note is so in the documentary. There is this older bald guy, what is his name? Shannon Flynn. Oh,
1: he's awesome.
0: I fell in love with this he old cool. man. He is so cool. Rest in peace yeah. because he died um of lung cancer in two thousand and twenty one, November of two thousand and twenty-one. Um but he I really loved him. is like
1: the like one of those main characters Absolutely. that we uh, really like dig. And he's just he looks like a wacky character
0: (laughs) he does he's dressed all dapper Mm -hmm. uh because of the cancer his voice is is... that why his
1: voice was Uh kind of high pitched and
0: yeah it was high pitched and real quiet kind of like he was whispering Mm -hmm. so it's like everything he said sounded even more exciting because it sounded like a whisper like he's letting you in on the secret Mm -hmm. like That's initially what caught my attention. And then just him talking, he's really real and funny. And he's like, some of the stuff he owned up to it. He's like, yeah, I don't fucking care. (laughs) He's very honest. And I appreciated that. But yeah, he, he's my favorite. And I was really sad when I kind of did research on him just to, you know, get an idea of his life. That I found out that he had lung cancer, which explained his voice and that he had passed away. Yeah, and then everyone loved him once this yeah. documentary. Like, seriously, like, he's popular. He,
1: he really is. Like, there's a few people that stand out, and he's that one that just had, like, huge He popularity.
0: had the it factor.
1: Mm-hmm. And he was a document collector, wasn't he? Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um. So, my next note, Mark Hoffman looks like the stereotype 80s goober. Yeah, <laughs> so true.
1: Unexceptional in everything except for being unexceptional.
0: <laughs> I don't know; those brows are pretty, pretty stellar. Yeah, that's true. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. So, um, in the show, they play a game called Celestial Pursuit. <laughs> so it's, it's like Trivial Pursuit Have you for ever Mormons. Played that? No, Mama had a
1: copy of that Did on the she? farm. Yeah.
0: Did she? I didn't, I did not know that. Well, we
1: always played the cool games, like the Mad uh, Magazine games and stuff, but no, they had that (laughs) and a few other Mormon games, which is weird.
0: I feel like when you play that, you need an old church organ playing in the background, right? A plate of Rice Krispie Treats and um, green jello, probably, because that's stereotype Mormon. Oh, yeah, no, because the other one we covered it is where um, when he was in prison, what he did is yeah he oh sorry about that oh no you're fine i forgot i even have that in my notes Um, (laughs) so he kept stashing sleeping pills to try and kill himself yeah so he was trying to kill himself so he wouldn't have to deal with it Um, (laughs) but instead he just fell asleep hardcore style and slept wrong on his arm and because he was so knocked out for so long Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> that's what oh, caused that, that the makes damage. sense that's
1: why i didn't i thought he just slept on it wrong just normal i didn't catch the sleeping pills oh,
0: yeah that yeah, makes he sense took a lot of sleeping pills to try and kill so himself and then that is not
1: as funny to me now it's that still I know funny this. yeah but now there's some <laughs> medical reasons already that just makes him an idiot i thought I'm, he just slept on it like oh. too crazy <laughs>
0: <laughs> no yeah no he was just so out of it he <laughs> fell asleep weird with his arm folded and now he can't use that arm at all because he destroyed it
1: that's gotta suck though for a person with his (laughs) ego but like his talent with that too like yeah he's not forging any releases anytime.
0: oh i know and in the documentary it was so funny when they talked about that because the joke that they said which basically leads up to that he can't forge any more documents because of it it was yeah. just so funny the execution of that joke it was like dad jokes that that
1: lawyer guy <laughs> who was like a half ass i lawyer. love him but when he's laughing about that arm thing uh-huh. was the
0: best yep <laughs> yeah i i really liked that lawyer guy who was a what bombs expert or whatever and that's uh, how he got brought into it was because of the bombings yeah yeah
1: But he, they just couldn't find anything that stuck, so they were glad that the FBI came in to do the fraud. Yeah, (laughs) he was great.
0: Yeah, he, him and Shannon. But Shannon was my number one.
1: Yeah, we completely didn't cover Shannon and uh Mark's like relationship very much.
0: (laughs) No, we didn't. (laughs) Uh, he he was just in the they became trade. They They pretty much became like
1: really good friends. Yeah. And as Mark got richer, he brought Shannon along, and they did everything from like get into guns, shooting, and all kinds of stuff.
0: Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, they were. I
1: thought you would have covered more of that stuff. Well,
0: no, I didn't. (laughs) It's also not really
1: that relevant. I think that's why I
0: didn't. Yeah, that's also why I didn't include it. So, Phantom. Yes, Kara. What's on your plaid salamander playlist?
1: On the plaid salamander playlist. (laughs) Well, since I mostly covered Mark and him, well, at least I tried to find like him. It's kind of based around him. So the first song I have is by the Jizza from the Wu-Tang Clan. It's called Bible, which stands for Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth, where it's pretty much about um, questioning religion and its effects on people and that. A lot like he did as a kid
0: mm-hmm. it's a That's really a good, good song one. too
1: um then of course next we have polka dot cadaver polka, <laughs> wolf in like polka. yeah like polka like you the know music. The dancing music yeah but, cadaver <laughs> but a wolf in jesus skin which is just an <laughs> awesome song a great album but it also along the similar effects of that kind of stuff you know <laughs> uh-huh it's more of like an atheist perception on things but it's just great uh-huh. and when you can anytime you can mix polka with um <laughs> death metal and a bunch of other stuff it's great <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> you lost me at polka but you got me at death metal <laughs> you say that
1: now until you hear you've heard chloroform girl right yeah there that that's the group
0: oh. that's from the album
1: <laughs> purgatory dance parties the name of the album it's great <laughs> i think the singer was from dog fashion disco or something like
0: oh, that Oh, i remember dog fashion yeah. disco
1: yeah but um <laughs> yeah so the next song is uh well you know mark is pretty much a troll and literally trolled everyone true a- and you know one thing i a note from the netflix thing that i found was funny is they're like why did he choose a salamander? yeah cooler than a frog (laughs) a toad whatever else that made me laugh so hard (laughs) and so i thought back to you know trolling and all that and so i was like well the master of trolls filthy frank from the internet and he has a song called do the salamander and think i've ever heard of him and if you go back to earlier our rant about newts and salamanders when you see this (laughs) video you'll truly be wanting to not lick some (laughs) (laughs) salamanders and and now this my next song we didn't really cover uh mark or shannon's like obsession with being rich in that so it's kind of oh
0: yeah out
1: of this you know like that but you watch the documentary everyone you'll find out but it's the immortal technique a rich man's world <laughs> where um pretty much who doesn't want to rule the world rob steal cheat lie and party like leonardo dicaprio and the wolves of wall street <laughs>
0: is I just this song. what is that what they say
1: Oh, no, no, but, like, this whole song is about, it's about being the 1% and all that, which is what Mark <laughs> wanted to do from his fancy cars. Is, you know? Yeah,
0: it's true. Yeah, yeah. He went crazy. And yeah, that's so. why he was in debt and tried yeah. to sell them.
1: And he got stores. in over his head and everything yeah. collapses. But while he was doing it, he lived it up.
0: Greed, man. Greed will get you. Yeah,
1: murder, robbing, stealing, cheating. And if he could rule <laughs> the world, he would try to. <laughs>
0: I can see that. That would be a very boring world.
1: Yeah. And then making a return to the list is Tenacious D. Of course. This time from their complete master collection number two. This also, <laughs> we didn't really cut. Co- well, we kind of covered with Shannon and Mark. But, but it's I miss you. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I, I picked this after there's that moment when um, Shannon is not wanting to recall um, how good Mark was at. Uh, uh, Forging because he didn't want he kind of just like doesn't want anyone to know about it in a sense you know how good he was yeah and it, then he goes into how good of friends they were and the, this particular um, version of the song is from one of their concerts and it pretty much is the same thing Cage and <laughs> and Mister Jack Black JB have a falling out and come back in on stage
0: <laughs> that's a good one yeah. <laughs> and then
1: no, number six, Green Day, have a blast.
0: <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Have you heard that one? Off uh-huh. of the Dookie.
0: Dookie. Yeah. I well I'm sure I have because we used to listen to Dookie all the time. Yeah. I just but don't it, it, it
1: it's pretty much about, you know, um taking out your a whole group of people. <laughs> Which is <laughs> with accurate. explosives duct taped to your spine. <laughs> and
0: Man, yeah, your no. back would get popped so good.
1: Yeah in every direction
0: yeah that sounds nice (laughs) right now
1: (laughs) and then i have uh, an honorable mention making its return is also master exploder from tenacious d it (laughs) would have made the list
0: it's applied
1: (laughs) whether it's super volcanoes or it would have made the list officially but green days have a blast is way more appropriate
0: (laughs) i mean that's fair
1: Mm -hmm. one Mm. of
0: these days you can bring it back for realsies (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah oh, that is funny i forgot it was in the volcanoes episode yeah yep. <laughs> ready for my list
1: i am hit me with it
0: all right the direction i took is just like an all-around like growing up as a mormon kid mm-hmm. um him being fake as shit yeah um being nerdy
1: you know it's actually hard to find is songs about like fraud on documents (laughs) i I know i
0: tried (laughs) (laughs) all right are we ready for this Mm -hmm. this is for all my mormon peeps that grew up you know in um wards and you went to what primary school is that our primary is that what it was called primary primary
1: school is what (laughs) sunday
0: school that's right okay so this song is what we would always sing, and it's not Jesus Wants Me for a Sunbeam, it's Popcorn Popping on the Apricot Tree. <laughs>
1: That's a great song. It's yes.
0: so it's, it's not very religious it. It's just, you know, it's literally I looked about out the window and what did I see? Popcorn popping on the apricot what tree. Is, oh
1: yeah, it is an apricot tree. I was gonna be like, what is that? <laughs>
0: It's just the blossoms coming off because it looks like popcorn.
1: It really does. It, does. it looks. We like, have fun oh,
0: here. <laughs> popcorn.
1: Yeah, you might want to for people that have never seen an apricot tree. Maybe put a picture up.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, maybe that's why I picked it. It wasn't like a Jesus song. It was. It a, has
1: literally nothing to do with it.
0: Nothing at all. It was just a fun song about nature.
1: <laughs> but when you're getting like four and five year olds to sing something, that's something.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because they the have sides. that little
1: dance thing with your hands. Oh,
0: yeah. I forgot about the dance. Maybe that's why. just wanted to dance.
1: It's catchy, though.
0: <laughs> I could see
1: that being like a number one hit in the 50s or something before the Beatles came over.
0: It's true. My next song? Fake mm-hmm. by the Tech Thieves. By the what? The Tech Thieves.
1: That's a cool name.
0: It is. It's very catchy, too. And we'll have a list up, and you guys can listen to these all if you're not so inclined to look them up yourselves. The next song, Fake It by Seether.
1: <laughs> good band.
0: Yeah. Next one is by Your Favorite Martian. Nice. The song is called Nerd Rage.
1: I <laughs> haven't heard that one.
0: It's funny. It's a good one. And my very last one, which I had to end with, is Weird Owl's White and Nerdy.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that is like an updated version of what you see in that video.
0: Uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I had to end it with that. <laughs> Gotta end it with the Weird Owl. So, Phantom.
1: Yes, Kara.
0: Who's our Silver Fox of the Week?
1: That would be one Aaron Eckhart. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun,
0: dun. <laughs> you got to say it
1: right if you not say it.
0: That's true. <laughs> He's Two-Face in Batman. What else is he in?
1: Thanks for smoke.
0: Absolutely.
1: And a whole bunch of
0: Lots of others. others. Come to mind. <laughs> Those are our favorites. <laughs> he's a beautiful man is there anything you'd like to point out about how beautiful he is
1: oh well, he still has the camera's focus on movies
0: it's true and he has one butt chin that i don't mind looking at
1: it's pretty pronounced
0: it's very pronounced normally <laughs> i don't like that pronounced of a butt chin but i like his chin <laughs> I want to see him hold a cigarette in that chin and be like, look, no hands. And everyone will swoon because that's amazing.
1: He does look like he would dress like they do in Mad Men while they're trying to sell you cigarettes.
0: (laughs) He does. He really does. If you haven't seen Thanks for Smoking, you should watch it. It's a very good movie.
1: I, Frankenstein, that's a good show.
0: Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. He's the main guy.
1: I love the rum diaries. Talk about two guys who draw attention of the camera, Johnny Depp and him. (laughs) Uh
0: Uh-huh. Did you know that he was born in California, but he moved to the UK when he was young?
1: A well-traveled man.
0: Mm -hmm. And then um, he eventually moved to Australia for his high school years.
1: That's got to be weird, going from two different English
0: accents. Absolutely. <laughs> like, drastic, <laughs> but similar. Yep. He also <laughs> attended Brigham Young University, a.k.a. BYU. Mm-hmm. He was in Fraser.
1: Oh, yeah, he was in Suspect Zero. That is an awesome show. Talk about serial killers that can remote view it. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> hmm Let's see the core oh yeah
1: i love that show it's so stupid but it's awesome
0: i haven't seen that what or have i i don't remember i see a lot of things he's in the black dahlia
1: more importantly the wicker man
0: <laughs> the bees, the bees. <laughs> taking us back <laughs> oh lord <laughs> he's in um nurse betty i've not seen that because that's probably a chick flick. i have
1: heard about it but i've never seen it
0: eraser he's an eraser i haven't seen that in so long that has that's arnold a, Schwarzenegger. that's the arnold
1: one that yep. one's actually cool
0: killers kill, dead men die <laughs> that's another one people and yes killers do kill and dead men do die Dumb at
1: least we day. hope they stay dead
0: i know or it's a whole other movie <laughs>
1: <laughs> filmed in, the in utah
0: <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I do like Suspect Zero. I have that. It's good. so good.
1: Yep. That's a good show. A unique premise. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like if you took the men who stare at goats and they actually could do what they thought they could do.
0: So, I could not get into the men that stare at goats at all. (laughs) And I own it. (laughs) Yeah. I still couldn't get into it.
1: It's like the Royal Bounce. You're either going to like it or you're not. (laughs)
0: I'm on the fence with that one too.
1: See, it's the same kind of humor. <laughs> it's the Larry David kind of humor.
0: Or maybe that's why I'm on the fence about it. <laughs> so Aaron Eckhart, and your beautiful butt chin, and your amazing acting skills, and your squinty face.
1: Squint, squint, squint.
0: We love you. <laughs>
1: insert applause
0: <laughs> insert massive applause here i
1: <laughs> just remix it
0: i sure did <laughs> so world with my remixing and stuff thanks for listening um tell people about us subscribe to our things
1: it's on iTunes, Apple,
0: Apple, iTunes, Amazon, iHeart, Google,
1: Spotify,
0: Spotify. How did I forget Spotify, Podbean? Um, we're too raunchy for Pandora, so we can, we, as of right now, we will probably never be on there because we are rated R. Oh, really? Yeah, that's why we. That's why we're not on Pandora. We've tried.
1: I thought you were just right. Try- branding yourself to generate interest
0: no we (laughs) really tried and we were rejected because we were too hot for
1: pandora
0: we're too hot for pandora it (laughs) might have changed since we tried but yeah we were too not pc enough for them (laughs) (laughs) that's my life pandora that is my life (laughs) so yes (laughs) subscribe join us um on apple give us Give us some ratings. Please be gentle. Yep. We're new. We're getting better. But we're also going to be cheesy forever because it's fun.
1: It comes with the territory.
0: Absolutely. Because <laughs> we're very half-assed here at 801 Horror Occults. <laughs> <laughs> but we're funny.
1: We're explosive.
0: <laughs> Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Join us if you have any um suggestions. You can join our Facebook group, 801 Horror Cult. Um you Instagram. could Instagram. Yeah, you can hit us up on Instagram. Say everything's the same. Twitter. You can email us at um eight oh one horror vix at gmail dot com. Yep. Um yeah. We'd like to hear from you. Also, what's your favorite Aaron Eckhart movie? Let's hear. Let's let's discuss. <laughs> hey, Phantom. Yes, dear? All knowing Phantom. All seeing, Phantom. All seeing. All seeing. <laughs> Do you know what, what we're going to be um, doing next week?
1: We're going to go head out to the west.
0: Oh, wow, the... Our treasure. <laughs> no digging treasure. We're just gonna discuss all the really gross ways of life back then. Really? They were disgusting back then. I don't know how people repopulated. <laughs> <What? laughs> I this was like, oh. We looked a lot of on the quest for Gosh. Going, researching it was awful. <laughs> they did what? I also thought if you were too, if you bathed too much, if you were too clean, it would make you sick. Yeah. Weird. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Stay tuned for that. You're going to learn a lot of stuff you wish you
1: didn't.
0: You can't <laughs> unhear. You can't it. But it will be funny, useless facts so you can tell your friends. Also... We're celebrating because we hit over a thousand downloads. A big milestone. Huge! We, didn't, we thought it would take way longer to do that. So, to celebrate, I will be drunk and Marcy will make fun of me the whole time. <laughs> There'll be a day in the life living back in the day in the old West. With yeah. my Drunk era and a <laughs> Okay, <laughs> let's <laughs>